Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello guys, it's Ollie here and welcome back to the NUFC Blogcast. It's just me on today's episode. I thought I'd do a quick transfer roundup in light of the news that Lewis Hall is close to signing for Newcastle. Um, tomorrow we'll be back with a Man City preview where we'll look at Eddie Howe's press conference, any team news that's come out ahead of the game, um, predicted lineups, pre-match thoughts. So all that's coming tomorrow, but on this episode, I thought we'd do a quick transfer roundup. Like I say, looking at the Lewis Hall stuff, there's a lot of big claims coming out there that we're close to agreeing a deal. For him, there's also centre-back links that are continuing, um, a recruitment driver under 16 level, and there's an under-21 centre-back that's just arrived from Italy. So the big news on Thursday afternoon is that Lewis Hall seems to be closing in on a move to Newcastle, and it's a deal that, like I say, now looks set to go through, and the Telegraph are reporting that we've agreed a £28 million deal with Chelsea, plus plus add-ons, I think. But um, just a couple of days, a couple of weeks ago, it didn't look like a deal that was going to take place. So just to give you a bit of background, I mean, we actually released an exclusive on our interest in Lewis Hall back in July. So it was about a month ago now, we put an exclusive out on, on the website, nufcblog.co.uk, revealing that Eddie Howe was a massive fan of Hall. And obviously he's only 18 and he's kind of seen like the left-sided version of Tino Livramento. He's got massive potential. He's an England youth international. And I think both Eddie Howe and Dan Ashworth were the big fans of Hall. But the problem initially was that Chelsea weren't prepared to sell him. They see him as a massive talent. I mean, he's an academy graduate there. He's, he's got huge potential. He was probably the, the, the shining light in an otherwise awful season for Chelsea last year. Um, so with that in mind, they didn't want to sell him because uh, they see him as a big part of their future. But also, as far as a loan deal goes, they weren't interested in helping out a sort of top four rival in Newcastle and sending one of their sort of real young talents to, to Newcastle for the season because, like I say, that would be strengthening a rival. So it seems Newcastle's initial interest was knocked back by Chelsea, and that was about a month ago. And then moving on from that, we uh, we saw that Crystal Palace were closing in on a loan move for Hall, which was a bit frustrating because you thought, oh, it's a shame he's going to Palace when he obviously there's been interest from Newcastle and obviously it's... It's not disrespectful to say we're in a much better position than Palace these days, but like I say, Chelsea didn't want to improve uh, a rival, and and they didn't want in a sort of as far as a loan deal was concerned. But as a permanent deal, they weren't interested in selling either. Um, so anyway, it looked like he was going to sign a new long-term deal at Chelsea and then spend the season at Crystal Palace. But since then, we've obviously seen Chelsea spend more sort of massive money. They've spent a combined 165 million on Moises Casado at Brighton and Romeo Lavia at Southampton. 
So that £165 million spend over the past few weeks has taken their spending over the past three transfer windows to beyond the, the £900 million mark, which is absolutely crazy, isn't it? So we've often said, sort of, will FFP ever come into the equation for Chelsea? They're spending so much money, and it seems like it just about has following their latest moves for Casado and Lavia. So basically what's been reported is Chelsea have actually U-turned on their stance on Hall. So not only have they sort of moved the goalposts on his, on his loan move to Crystal Palace, it looks like they've actually sort of accepted that they're going to have to raise funds and sell a few players to work to sort of stay within FFP restrictions. So um, on Wednesday afternoon, the Telegraph actually reported that Chelsea had U-turned on, on Lewis Hall and they were now actually happy to sell him. I mean, it was probably quite reluctant because, like I say, he's very highly rated there. He's come through the academy. He was brilliant last season. He's, he's breaking into the England under-21 system and before, before you know it, he'll be worth huge money. But anyway, the Telegraph reported it was Sam Wallace who's a London-based sort of chief writer with the Telegraph that uh, anyway he said that Chelsea would be willing to sell for 30 million now this was yesterday um, and earlier yesterday there was reports from the likes of Sky Sports The Athletic and The Telegraph mentioning the likes of Kieran Tini at Arsenal Chelsea's Mark Kukurea and actually another guy called Juan Miranda a Real Betis fullback um, they all emerged as other options Newcastle were looking at alongside Lewis Hall but like I say, on Wednesday, there was it all came out that Chelsea were now prepared to sell Hall for thirty million. Anyway, last night, late last night, David Ornstein, one of the most reliable reporters out there at the Athletic, he revealed that Newcastle are working on a deal to sign Lewis Hall, and that Chelsea are prepared to sell, albeit reluctantly, at about thirty to thirty-five million. Um, David Ornstein also said that Lewis Hall was keen on the move, the, the sort of opportunity to play regular Champions League football and work under Eddie Howe was a, a big pull for him and uh, alongside that the fact he's a boyhood Newcastle fan so I don't know if many people know this but his dad Colin his grandfather and his older brother Connor they're all Newcastle fans so Lewis Hall's been sort of brought up in a in a, in a family that pretty much all support Newcastle um, he's, he was born sort of down south but I know his brother Connor after scoring an FA Cup goal for, for Chorley FC I think a few years ago his brother did an interview with the Chronicle and actually said in that interview that when they were young, uh, they used to go and watch Newcastle whenever they were playing away away at Reading in the Premier League. I'm guessing Reading isn't far from sort of where they were brought up, but but yeah, they're boyhood Newcastle fans, and obviously with that, combine that with Chelsea's sort of decision to sell him, the opportunity to play under Eddie Howe and obviously play for his boyhood club, who his who his dad's obviously supported all his life, was a bit of a pull. So Newcastle are there sort of working on the deal after suddenly being given the opportunity to sign someone they were previously told were, wasn't for sale. Um, then now on Thursday morning, so this morning, Sky Sports came out and said we'd made a bid. It wasn't clear what that bid was, um, but they said that Chelsea again were looking for in the region of £30 million. Now anyway, then just sort of about half an hour, 45 minutes before I started recording here, the Telegraph, uh, again, Sam Wallace, the, the London-based reporter for the Telegraph, he came out and said that Chelsea have now agreed a deal uh, with Newcastle for Lewis Hall. So, it seems that Chelsea have completely U-turned, and obviously Palace will be frustrated about this because they, they thought they had a loan deal agreed. Um, but yeah, it's looking great for Newcastle. There's an, now an agreement of an initial £28 million, and it seems like a sudden change of strategy from Chelsea due to their obviously need to balance the books following so much so much money spent on the likes of Casado, Lavia and others. So so yeah, it looks like Lewis Hall is going to be the left-back that comes in. Obviously, like I say, there has been links with Tierney, Kukurea, um, and Miranda as well, and uh, it actually was interesting to see Miranda appear in that uh, article by The Athletic and, and named as a, 
a player Newcastle have watched because that was another exclusive we put out at, at the blog. It was a couple of months ago, actually. Um, and it's a bit of a shameless plug that, but it's always it's always good to plug the articles that you put out that then prove to be true and backed up by other reporters later down the line. So uh, so yeah, it's it, we've done really well there with um, getting the whole one bang on and the Miranda one bang on as as well as as well as the Livermento one a couple of months ago. So that's that's been really good for the blog. But putting the blog aside for a second, it's it's even better news for Newcastle United. I mean, I think Lewis Hall's a massive talent. He's only eighteen years old, but he's he's versatility is going to appeal as well to Eddie Howe. He's a left back, but he's also played at centre midfield a lot of the time in his, his youth career. He's also filled in there for Chelsea when he's played in the Premier League a couple of times, and he's looked the part then. And I think you know he's he's got a real a real engine on him to get up and down the line. He looks very good technically. He's a great crosser of the ball and quite a sharp passer. Um, he really does carry the ball at speed. He's, to be honest with you, he's obviously there is quite a few differences, but I would I would say that profile between Livermento and Hall is very similar. So. It feels like if Newcastle can get this deal done, we've got two hugely talented young English fullbacks who could be our left and right back for the next decade. It's you know hugely exciting to have two of the most exciting young Premier League talents down either flank um, and able to learn from the likes of Kieran Trippier as well while they're here and Eddie Howe, who obviously has a record of improving players. So so yeah, after a sort of long wait for a left back to sign and obviously a lot of talk that a centre-back was going to be prioritised, which I must admit was what we thought. We were told that a centre-back was the priority. Um, well, obviously, we'll talk about centre-backs next. But yeah, at left-back, it's looking very good that Lewis Hall will become uh, the new left-back in Newcastle United and our latest signing on top of Sandro Tonali, Tino Livermento and Harvey Barnes. So, so yeah, exciting news. So next up, it's centre-back. It'll be interesting to see if Newcastle can do anything else beyond the Lewis Hall signing, providing we get that one wrapped up. So, like I've mentioned just before there, it was thought to be a priority to sign a new right-sided centre-back. But um, at the same time, now we've signed a left-back, you wonder where things stand on the centre-back front. Because obviously we've been told a lot by Eddie Howe and Darren Eels and everyone basically in Newcastle that we're having to be creative in the market and that we haven't got much to spend. And there was a lot of talk of the left-back we bring in having to be a, a loan-to-buy type signing. But it seems, based on reports today, that we've agreed, obviously, a £28 million initial fee for Hall, and that'll be a permanent deal and not a loan-to-buy deal. So you wonder, with the spend that we've just made on Lewis Hall, or we're about to, to make on Lewis Hall, where things are left at centre-back. Now, one theme that has been sort of out there across journalists and the sort of local and national media over the past few days is that Newcastle obviously haven't got much to spend, and therefore, now they've signed a left-back on a permanent deal, they're going to be very limited in terms of the finances available for a centre-back. Now, uh, Craig Hope, the North East reporter at the Mail, he actually said that uh, left-back is now the priority, and obviously we've seen that move for Lewis Hall. But the centre-backs they have been looking at, so two he named were Crystal Palace's Joe Commanderson and Antonio Silva, the highly rated young centre-back at Benfica. He said that they're two players who are high on the list at Newcastle, but as things stand, they're very unlikely to sign due to the, the cost and the sort of fatal demand. Uh, obviously, with Newcastle having limited finances, you'd think now the only centre-back we might be able to bring in is someone on a loan-to-buy basis because now we've, we're going to commit a sort of £28 million permanent fee towards Lewis Hall. I really can't see there being funds available to sign a centre-back for any any amount. So, so yeah, I think the centre-back situation is one to watch. I mean, the window shuts two days... Uh, sorry, two, in two weeks tomorrow, the 1st of September at 11pm. So we have got a couple of weeks left to do business. But I think as things stand, if there's not a centre-back that emerges who can sign 
on a sort of loan to buy bit sort of basis or on a structured payment that really does work for us i think finances maybe make could make it tough for us to bring in a center back um i mean one thing that i think is worth noting is that if we can move a few players out over the final few weeks of the window it might create some wiggle room to bring someone in i mean I think I mentioned on a previous podcast that Ryan Fraser, Jeff Hendrick and Isaac Hayden are all pretty big earners at Newcastle and obviously are currently out of Eddie Howe's plans and training with the reserves. So if we can move those players on, that would create a massive amount of money on the wage bill and therefore could give us some scope to bring in a centre-back. But obviously whether that's a centre-back on loan, on a loan-to-buy deal or on a permanent deal remains to be seen. So so yeah, I think, I think outgoings could be one to watch now if we're going to raise funds to enable a centre-back to come in. I think most people agree that we really do need further depth there. I mean, I think now we've brought in a left back. Uh, Dan Byrne will be able to provide cover to Sven Botman on the left side of that centre back uh, role. But on the right side, we have, yes, we have Jamal Lascelles who can play as backup to Fabian Shaw. But we've said it a million times on the podcast that Jamal Lascelles is nothing like Fabian Shaw in terms of his style. He's not a ball playing defender who you trust to fit into the system and sort of, sort of take care of that right hand side when Trippier pushes up the pitch. And, Obviously, Fabian Charles not just uh, not being just well, not only being brilliant under Eddie Howe since he came in, but the quality he offers on the ball, the composure, the ability to step out of defence and uh, sort of take go past a man or just pick out a pass the way he does. I mean, that creativity from deep that Char offers and that composure on the ball, you completely lose that if Lascelles comes in. So I think a lot of people have have seen that as quite an important position to strengthen. Obviously, Fabian Shaw, he gets so many head injuries, but not only that, he picked up a slight hamstring scare over pre-season. Um, I think he, Keith Downey at Sky Sports said he was actually, he said he's fit, but he was training away from the group a few days ago ahead of the Man City game. So the combination of the styles being different between Shaw and Lascelles and the fact um, Shaw's had a few injury issues means that, you know, I think a right-sided centre-back really is needed, whether it's one who can play out from the back or someone who can bring a bit of pace to our defence, because obviously between Trippier, Shaw and Botman, we, we don't really have a great deal of pace there. So I think the centre-back situation remains one to watch. I do think any big money deal seems highly unlikely now we've committed to a permanent move for, for Lewis Hall. You never know with Newcastle. I mean, one minute they're saying there's not enough money to spend and they're having to be creative because of FFP. And the next minute, just when we're told it's going to be a loan deal at best, we, we spend nearly £30 million on Hall. Last summer, we didn't think we were going to spend big towards the end of the window and then we signed Isaac on a club record deal so you never quite know what Newcastle have got up their sleeve but I would say that if it's going to be another permanent deal we'll have to see some more outgoings I think exits for the likes of Fraser who earn 75 grand a week Hendrick and Hayden are going to be needed that that would really create some wiggle room I think I know Hayden and Hendrick earn around 50 grand a week I know that seems like a lot but obviously both Hendrick and Fraser were both free agents weren't they so unfortunately free agents don't command a transfer fee but often ask for big money when it comes to wages so so yeah we'll have to see what Newcastle can do I mean if we're looking at cut cut price deals that might be available and, and players Newcastle have looked at in the past I know Tosin Adarabayo at Fulham who's a tall really mobile centre-back who's got composure on the ball and he's English he's experienced in the Premier League I know he's someone Newcastle have shown interest in and I think um, Monaco bid, it was just around 10 million or 8.5 million, I think, a couple of days ago, and that was rejected. So he wouldn't cost a great deal, but it might be that Newcastle are looking for better than that. Obviously, they've been uh, linked with Edmund Tapsober at Bayer Leverkusen. He's a sort of experienced player. He's only 24, but he's played in the Champions League. He's one of the best centre backs in the Bundesliga who would bring that quality on the ball, that pace. There's also Jean Claire Tadibo at Nice, who's been mentioned a lot. And, um, 
obviously we've mentioned before there Antonio Silva at Benfica and Joachim Anderson, but um, it probably shows where we're at that at the time Craig Hope was saying that those two players look like they're probably going to be too expensive based on Newcastle's current situation. So, so yeah, I think centre-backs still want to watch with a few weeks left of the window, but we might have to get even more creative there if we want to bring someone in. And perhaps, you know, there's there's the only only really the ability to bring one in on a loan deal with an option to buy. But all of those players I've mentioned aren't the sort of players you're going to bring in on, on a loan to buy basis. I mean, Joe Anderson, from example, at Crystal Palace, there's no chance a starting defender there in a Premier League team is loaned to Newcastle. It just That would make absolutely no sense for Palace. So, so yeah, I think outgoings could be important for centre-backs, but it's still one to watch. We've still got two weeks left, and it's still an area we need to strengthen in. So hopefully we can get a few out the door and create room for a centre-back. So just to finish off, I thought it was worth mentioning some recruitment we've seen at academy level as well. I know for a lot of fans, they want to just hear about the first team, but I think... Our academy has obviously been neglected for so many years under Mike Ashley. So since Dan Ashworth has come in, since new owners have come in, I think it's been a breath of fresh air to see whether it be under 16, under 18 or under 21 level to see improvements made there. I mean, we've had an overhaul in terms of staff over the summer. There's, there's so many new scouts, whether it's local scouts, overseas scouts that have been brought in. Um, but in terms of recruitment, starting with the under 16s, there's been several several new names there. I mean, there's a youngster from Oldham called Sam Allaby that's been brought in. There's a winger from Port Vale called Michael Mills. A young striker from Southend called Casey Wooster. And the latest one is a, a Luton winger called Sammy Pennington. So they're, they're all very young, under 16 players. And obviously, there'll be, there'll be a while since we probably hear too much about them. But we've obviously seen Lewis Miley, who's come through. He's 17 now, and he's been one of our best players over pre-season. And uh, he's already knocking on Eddie Howe's door to be included in Premier League squads. So... You know, it's maybe maybe not quite as exciting to see these under sixteen players be brought in, but it's for me it's it's a it's a massive part of, of this new look Newcastle United that we're investing in the under twenty ones, the under eighteens, the under sixteens. So so yeah, there's some players who've been brought in at under sixteen level. I believe as well a Wolves fullback called Leo Shaha is also due to sign. He's an England youth international and so I think he'll be another one added over the next few uh, weeks. But anyway, moving up to under twenty one level some of you may have actually seen this on social media over the past few days, but we've actually confirmed the signing of another AC Milan player, maybe not quite as high profile or quite as big a name, but um, yeah, an AC Milan centre-back called Cathal Heffernan, an 18-year-old defender there. He's He was pictured leaving a certain airport, I don't know where it was, and heading for Newcastle a couple of days ago, and he's since then he's been pictured at St. James's Park, uh, sort of taking pictures with his family and uh, actually when he when he signed there was a picture of him next to a former Newcastle player in Stephen Island obviously he's he himself is Irish and I'm not sure if he's his agent now but it seems he may represent Heffernan so yeah he's a former Newcastle loanee who let's be honest had a bit of a forgettable time at Newcastle I think he only played twice but yeah anyway he was in the pictures and there was photos there of Heffernan holding up the Newcastle shirt uh, so he'll be coming into our under 21 setup. He's an England under-19 international, and it's a bit of a theme there that we're signing Irish players. I mean, I think Dan Ashworth had good links with Ireland when he was at Brighton. Obviously, he brought Evan Ferguson in, who's now looks like a huge talent there at Brighton, um, and he seems to be following that uh, with at Newcastle now. I mean, we've we've an announced a, a sort of uh, link up with FC Larne or, or Larne FC rather, um, and a Northern Irish Premier League team who I think won the the Northern Ireland Premier League last year and. 
there's obviously some link up going on there that might allow them to be a bit of a sort of feeder club for us or something like that. I don't know. But um, so, yeah, there's a lot of links to Ireland there, whether it's Heffernan signing. We brought in Alex Murphy last summer and Reese Byron as well, the goalkeeper. So, yeah, Heffernan's the latest under-21 edition. Comes in from AC Milan. He used to play at Cork City and he um, apparently is impressed on a trial in Newcastle over the past few weeks and he's been brought in. And he might actually be joined by an Eng- not in England, sorry, an Ireland under-19 teammate of his who also plays in Italy, and that's Kevin Zeffi. So he's a, a young winger who's been at Inter Milan and been playing in the UEFA Youth League for them and impressing. So he's a highly rated winger. Um, Obviously, the fact I mentioned there, UEFA Youth League, that's what we'll be playing in next season. Now we've, well, sorry, this season. Now we've qualified for the Champions League. So, um, so yeah, Zeffi could be joining Heffernan at the under-21s. And, uh, yeah, for me, it's just really positive to see to see sort of forward thinking recruitment at all levels because, you know, it's one thing improving your first team. But I think Dan Ashworth has said, if we can bring in these hidden gems who cost next to nothing, come through our under-21 ranks and before you know it, become the next Elliot Anderson, the next Lewis Miley who can save Newcastle United millions in the transfer market. So I think that's that would be a great way of doing it and getting around those FFP issues. So, so yeah, that was just a quick update on Lewis Hall who looks at the sign. Um, centre-backs as well who I think who knows you, you might see it in the next few days that that's Newcastle done for the summer and that might be the message the club put out but personally I think if we can see a few outgoings and if we can manoeuvre ourselves a little bit to create some funds to bring in another centre-back I think that could still happen over the final two weeks of the window so so yeah really positive to bring in a new left-back um, to obviously still potentially have the ability to bring in a centre-back should we see a few more outgoings and then as I say, at under 21 and under 16 level, there's there's a lot going on there as well. So, so yeah, me and Ed will be back tomorrow with a preview of the Man City game. And, uh, yeah, thanks for listening, guys, and we'll see you then. Podcast Network.